We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today, I'm joined with one of the members from abroad. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Where are you based at the moment? Uh, so, Jack and I live on the, the uh, just south of Sydney in Wollongong. Oh, no way. I went there um, two years ago, maybe. Maybe three. 29, 2020, maybe. Um, I drove down from Melbourne. I drove up from Melbourne, actually, um, for yours and ours festival. It was really... Uh, what a good time. Yeah. It was pretty strange, actually. They did, like, it was, like, kind of COVID season. They were doing, um, like, these, like, revolving stage situations and they, like, broke up the whole, like, audience into, like, four separate, like, parts. It was super strange. Yeah. I do, I do remember that one. The Unfortunately, last year... Well, this year, really, because it was earlier in the year, we had all the floods, so they had to cancel this one as well. So, it's been a strange time for those guys, but they're, the Yours and Ours crew are all absolutely lovely. So, yeah, I can't wait to get to the next one when it's actually around again. Yeah. Um, well, how, first of all, um, how did you and Jack meet um, and, like, where did it all kind of begin and when did you both kind of start? pursuing music um in the first place so it's it's very poetic um jack and i met right here in wollongong uh when we were when we were at uni so he was he was studying drama and and to be a teacher uh and i was studying sound engineering but we both played in bands quite a lot um not the same bands but just like in the scene together um and i ended up recording the band that he was in which was this indie folk band called around the corner we recorded it in a shed uh so it wasn't uh, wasn't full of glitz and glamour but um jack and i just had like an immediate kind of musical connection just throwing ideas back and forth um and that was it for like a year maybe 18 months and then we both just happened to move to london at the same time um both looking for both looking for a musical project to get into and he I think he messaged me to say, hey, do you want to come and record some stuff? And I'm pretty sure it was me that said, we should just do something together. Um, we should just start a band together. And because we were abroad, we called it abroad. Oh, wow. Genius. <laughs> I know. We thought we were heaps clever. How long were you in London for? Uh, we were there for two years. Um, and we've we've sort of used traveling as a way to kind of inspire our creativity. So the first EP was called London. Um, and then Jack moved back to Australia and I moved to New York and spent another like two years there. So we called the second EP New York and then I finally moved home. And so we called the, the last one before this album now, uh, we called that Sydney. I love that. That's sick. And how did it like work between you guys one of you being in New York and one of you being in Australia. Yeah, not as simply <laughs> as we would have liked. Um, 
Yeah, Jack and I are both kind of like really hands-on musicians. So even in the way that we create and the stuff around, you know, I like to use analog synths because I can I can touch it and I can move stuff. Yeah. Um, so we definitely struggled through with that. We had way more ideas than we could actually put down. Uh, which I think is why everything was an EP before. We were like, five songs, we can manage that. That's okay. Um, but kind of the, as soon as we got the opportunity to, to put something more together, we were just ready and raring to go to, to make a, like a full-length album. Yeah, cool. And you've got three relatively recent tracks that are out. Um, I kind of wanted to touch on each of them. Um, so you've got Go Where You Go coffee and now recently released air um so do you want to talk a little bit about these tracks how they came to be um where were you when these songs were being made and yeah what are they about um yes i would love to talk about them um so the the first ones that come out was was coffee um you can probably actually see it it's a little Melbourne coffee roaster that I work for called Five Senses. Uh, so I am just a coffee nerd. That's been that's been my job. That's been the thing that's like powered me through, um, you know, being a part-time musician, full-time employee somewhere else. Um, but it's really like an analogy um, for the person that like gets you out of bed. So like what coffee does for most people there's, you know, there's people in our in our lives, both Jack and I respectively, uh, that get us out of bed and keep us motivated and, and you know, creatively charging through. Um, so that's what coffee uh, is about. All of our songs are kind of, we're, we're sappy love boys. So all of our songs are about love. Um, and we we did write them all uh, here in my, in my studio that we're sitting in now. Um, and so go where you go was yeah actually we released them in the order we wrote them now that i think about it but go where you go was about halfway through the album process um and it was a song that was built just on on loops like i just set ableton up as a looping buddy uh and i just like like i said before i guess yeah i just had my hand on a bunch of synths and was looping stuff through and even that vocal melody was just I obviously re-recorded it to, to release, but it was just built on layer on layer on layer of, of, of looping. Um, and then Air, Air's a little throwback to how we used to write. Um, so Jack was down at his parents' place in Barrie, which is another sort of ha- half an hour, 45 minutes south. And he was just on an old, kind of slightly out of tune piano and was just sending me voice memos. And um, he sent me kind of like the first introductory um, vocal melody and chords and I was like yep that I'll take that and I'm pretty sure it was it's like 45 minutes of sending ideas back and forth and suddenly we had a song so yeah super organic with that one and when you say how you used to write how did you used to write compared to how do you, how you write now uh so now we can be in the same place so now is uh is just us sitting down uh, in this in this room and playing with sounds and tweaking stuff and you know we can really dive deep into into what each sound will be and what each part will be and there's heaps of deleting and, and re-recording stuff and ha- you know really getting into the nitty-gritty but how we used to do it when I was living in New York really was that it was like it was a voice memo here and I text him back probably a video of the of the computer screen of like 
is this what you mean? And he'd be like, yes, it's that. And it would just, it would just be back and forth for, you know, it would take us ages. Uh, usually I'd be asleep when he'd have an idea and then I'd send him back something at like 2am for him, you know? So that was kind of the slow going. Yeah. Sick. And what's your, um, what's your coffee order? What's your like, are you like a black coffee drinker or what, what's the go? I will drink all of the coffee. Yeah. Um, even and sometimes especially at the decaf coffee. Uh, so if decaf is made well, it's just as delicious. That's uh, the first thing I would say. Um, but my coffee order is just a flat white. Stock standard, one shot, small. Ooh. Is there like yeah. weird coffees that you recommend trying once in your life? Uh, uh, yeah, define weird. There's lots of weird things about coffee. Um, but... Uh, no, not not especially. I don't really like the the crazy, uh, weird and out there coffees. I like the super tasty coffees, which can be high end and can be like twenty five dollars for a cup. Um, yeah, they're fun. You gotta have you gotta trust the barista making it for you though. So yeah. that, that can be hard. And sometimes just having a flat white that I don't have to analyze is uh, more enjoyable. Nice, interesting. Yeah, I had a um a rose latte when I was in Europe, um, okay. France. And it was actually really nice. Um, I back it, but it, I was very strange. I had all these weird like flavors of coffee. Like they would like do mint coffees and like rose coffees and all that jazz, you know? <laughs> I'll try anything once. Right. Yeah. I think, once you once you get to become a, a coffee nerd, um, and let's be honest, snob, um, yeah, I kind of just I get more excited about like different origins and crazy random things like that, uh, rather than anything else that you might put in coffee afterwards. But if it's tasty, have at it, enjoy yourself. <laughs> What's your favorite place that a coffee bean is from? Uh, do you mean like a country? Yeah. Uh, um, I'd say probably Ethiopia. Cool. Probably always is the Ethiopians because there's heaps of like, if it's a natural, there's heaps of red fruit and it's juicy and delicious. And if it's a washed, it's like tons of lemon. Um, and lemon's probably my favorite flavor in the world. So that would be, that would be super interesting to me. I just like, I don't really ever think about like, you know, the nitty gritties of coffee. I just kind of like take it for what it is. But I love going to like a decent coffee place and seeing that there's like all these different beans from like different places of the world. It's very interesting. I just have no idea what the difference is, you know. But you're in Melbourne, right? Yeah, I know. That's the worst part about it. <laughs> Land of the nitty gritty coffees. Yeah. Um, I usually, I feel like I usually, I never really go somewhere and have a bad coffee which is always good. Um, so I just like take that for what it is and hope for the best, you know, whatever they're using. Yeah, Melbourne's, Melbourne's a good time for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, back, back to music. Um, so um, if you could work with anyone on a track anywhere in the world, any musician, who would it be and why? I feel like I have two answers for this. One is slightly more realistic than the other. Um, 
the the realistic one is is Hayden James. Um, everything that dude does sounds amazing. Um, and so Hayden, because I know you're listening, DM me, buddy. Let's do this. Um, but <laughs> if I was going to go for like the the most outlandish person, I think it would be Dave Grohl. I have always looked up to that guy as a as a musician who who again he he can pick up any instrument uh, and make it sound absolutely incredible. But I also just he just seems like the nicest, most genuine dude. Um, and so for me, it wouldn't even be about the song that we made together if if we even got to that. It'd just be hanging out with him um, yeah. and, and getting a sense of the vibe in person. Yeah, sick. I love those answers. Kind of different. Um realms of music as well yeah it's a lot of people ask us about our influences um because i think you know most people would listen to abroad and think that we kind of are just djs right and we just spin a couple of decks and have a lovely time which would be totally valid but because jack and i have both played in bands we play as much as as much of what we play live um, so like throughout the set, I'm playing drums and, and guitar and singing and Jack's got his hands on, you know, he's got an SPD pad and, and, a, and a synth and he's singing as well. So yeah, we're, we're musicians, uh, just as much as we are about like the electronic scene. Yeah. Cool. And you've announced your debut album, Departure. I sounded so Australian when it debut, um, <laughs> yeah, your debut album, um, Departure, will be released on July 7th, which is exciting. Um, how how does it feel to be releasing your first album? Uh, cliched, but a dream come true. I'm so, I'm actually so stoked to be to be releasing an album. I've always wanted to. Um, you know, we've always been a little bit hamstrung by doing an EP and so you find yourself releasing kind of the five songs that feel the most kind of commercial or at least, you know, people can gravitate towards the most. And when you're doing an album, like it's, it's so, it's a lot of work. It is a ton of work, but it's also super liberating because you're like, we can do whatever we want on this. Like, yeah, a couple of singles just to, just to put out there and give people a sense of the vibe before the album. But we, there's really no, no bars on this. Um, And even for the label that we have, you know, the Mike and Dan, the guys that look after us, put so much trust in letting us just do whatever we wanted, you know, like Jack and I just put songs together. I mixed and produced the album. Like they they were just like, you do your thing, guys. Um, we'll just tell you what we think at the end of it. Yeah, sick. That's awesome. That's kind of, it's very nice to hear that, you know, a label is giving you that freedom to, that creative freedom. Yeah, they're, they're just, I have no other way, way to describe them than other than legends. They're oh, just legends. Cool. And um, I guess what does this album encapsulate for you guys? Um, so departure means quite a, quite a few different things to us. Um, you know, when we set out to make the album initially, I wasn't, I actually wasn't planning on mixing it. I wasn't planning on on being a producer. I was planning on just being a musician and finally letting someone else do it and kind of elevate elevate the uh, the project. Because I haven't come from electronic music, so I never really felt like I could 
do our songs the full justice. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, COVID came along and closed all the borders and just couldn't get to the people that I wanted to work with. So um, we had to kind of look inward and I just thought, you know what? Okay, screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch a lot of YouTube. I'm going to look into a lot of stuff. I'm going to do a lot of trial and error. Um, so departure means that we've kind of departed from the old way of doing things. We've def- departed from the even the old sound. Like, yeah, you can still tell that it's a broad listening from song to song, but we've really, at least I think, we've really elevated to the next level uh, of what a broad is. Um, we've even departed from the the naming convention of naming each EP after what city we were living in. So, yeah, it's really it's the next level uh, of us and what we want to achieve. Yeah, cool. And in terms of um, the songs in the album, um, do they holistically have like a meaning to you um, or like what is the reason for the sequence of the songs? And like. Oh, the sequence of the songs. There's a, there's a, just a flow. Yeah. Uh, to the album that I really liked, I I can't really think of a way to describe it other than that. It's n- it's not thematic. It's just from one song to another. You know, uh, something else, which is the first track on the album, is the first song we wrote with the album in mind. And so, because that felt like the beginning, and for me, it never it was never going to be any other song on there. Um, and the last song that we wrote on the album is also the last song that we wrote. So there was a little bit of a, a, a theme there, but when you're listening through, um, yeah, it's just a bit of a journey and, and that flow. Uh, all the songs are loosely based around love, uh, some some more successful than others. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and there's a few themes later in the album of, you know, thinking about like Run, which is the last song. It's the last song that I wrote, but I wrote the lyrics in the middle of lockdown, yeah. um, which is also super rare for me. Normally, it's a whole a whole track is done before I even think about, you know, what the lyrics and vocal melody might be. But this was that one song, or actually, I just I just wrote things down. Uh, I was living in London. Uh, sorry, I was living in London. I was living in Melbourne for the twenty twenty lockdown. The whole five k's couldn't go from your house. so i yeah i wrote that then right interesting and is there like an album or albums or like an artist in that you kind of had in mind or have in mind um when you're kind of making an album or in kind in terms of like what you would like the flow to be like or um yeah, not in terms of like sound or replicating, but just in terms of, I guess, like in terms of an influence in a way. Yeah. Actually, I did something a little weird um, with this one where because the songs had been written over such a long period of time, you know, um, there's a song on the album called I'm Not Here to Be Your Friend. Um, and we wrote the first version of that back when we were living in London. And it was in the second or third writing session we have ever, ever done. And we just, it just never felt right. We never ended up releasing it. And so when it came time to do the album and put the album together, I actually stopped listening to other music altogether. Oh. Um, 
I I really locked myself off from that because it's so easy to get inspired and chase something else. You know, it could be like a guitar tone from a Foles track or something like that. They don't usually come from the places you'd expect them to. But I needed to bring a wide range of sounds all together. Um, and so I was like, no, I'm not going to listen to anything else. I, I just listened to my own music for, I think, six months. Um, so, yeah, almost completely um, no, no outside influence for that. Um, there's a ton of albums that I'm, I'm sure I could say inadvertently, um, you know, influence the way that I put it together. Um, I'm trying to think of one now. I mean, Down to Earth Flight Facilities. It's an album I've listened to start to finish more times than I can think. Um, same with A Weekend in the City Block Party. Um, and even uh, even Transatlanticism, the Death Cab for Cutie album. They're all they're all albums that f- just feel really good. I mean, the Death Cab one in particular has a lot of sounds that connect uh, songs together. We didn't do that with this, but um, they would be the ones that would have influenced how I think about an album as a whole. Yeah, sick. And um, in terms of what now that you are listening to music, what are you listening to now, and what yeah, what songs or artists do you recommend? Uh, well, um, my good friend Ben from Boosik has just put out an album, uh, and that thing is incredible. I am completely biased because I helped him write a few of those songs. Um, but you know, I was there at this beginning of that process and now listening to where they've ended up it, you know, I can enjoy it just as much as uh, a- any other fan, uh, cause it feels like I'm listening to it for the first time. Um, but I also think that playing with bands is is the most exciting part right because i'll chuck on spotify like anyone else and listen to through playlists and hear all the big artists and all their cool songs but i actually just really love discovering people i've never heard of before um and so you know there's um there's a young lady down in melbourne called fleur de meur she's releasing like some just kick-ass disco music um, and basically, actually, we've been really blessed. Everyone we've played with for the last year, they're all awesome. And I think if you look through our Instagram and just look them up, they're all amazing. Yeah, nice. Awesome. And you're playing some shows. You're playing some shows pretty much a few places in Australia. Um, you've got, yeah, Sydney playing a couple in Melbourne. Have you got them up? I see your little your screen. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I probably should remember these uh, off off by heart, but I don't. Um, yes, I found it. Okay, um, so we're playing fifteenth of July, uh, Park Ho- Park House in Monavale. The seventeenth of July, North Gong Sundays, so hometown show. Happy days there. Um, the 22nd of July, we're at the Oxford Art Factory in the Gallery Bar in Sydney. Um, and then we got to wait until August, but then it's the 4th of August. We're up in Moe's Dessert Club in the Gold Coast. Um, the 5th of August, Newcastle, Newcastle Hotel. And then the 10th of August, we get to come down your way uh, and play at the Retreat Bar in Melbourne. Love that. And my final question that I like to ask, which ties in nicely to that, is um, your 
favorite gig, gig memory or your most memorable moment playing a gig and also um your a gig where kind of just went pretty downhill um and not all went according to plan <sighs> okay well i know both of those immediately um the 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 best one the super happy time um was the f- the first time we played um beach road hotel in bondi which is a uh, just such a cool venue but we uh we sold it out now it was in covid so it wasn't full capacity but it was still a, you know a few hundred tickets that we sold um and just playing to a room of people that actually like i didn't know and jack didn't know um so like we had a bunch of friends sure but there were there were people there that we'd never seen before singing along to our songs and that i will never get over the fact that some random person knows the lyrics to uh to all i want so that's easily the best gig so far uh and the worst one is um a little ominous because i would say it was probably the first time we played at park house in mona vale we were just super unlucky. Um, half the channels on the desk died. Um, and so you couldn't really hear much of anything. I think one of our microphones is working, but the other one wasn't. Uh, the kick drum pedal on my kick drum just fell off midway through the set. Um, it was one of those just horror scenes where everything that can go wrong did go wrong. Um, and yet somehow everyone still danced along. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't too bad, but we definitely booted the gear into the car as quickly as possible and slammed it yeah. home. <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure having a chat. Oh, thank you so much for having me and uh, letting me waffle on. That's all right. It's been great. Um, I usually do a cheers at the end of um, the episodes. Beautiful. I've got that. There's beer in here. Beautiful. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Won't you be-